Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm the host of the Ontario, Canada. This is 9.30 p.m. on January 26th. Thank you for joining me this evening. Thank you for joining me this evening, ladies and gentlemen. Today, here across Canada, and this has been going on, uh, I guess, for a little more than a decade, it is called Bell Let's Talk Day Mental Health. You know, especially what we've been going through and experiencing throughout this pandemic, but pre-pandemic, this national Let's Talk Day to get people to seek help if they need it, and that the agencies are there to help. Mental health and with the stigma attached to it. From anxiety, depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, and others. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Today, here across Canada, is what they call is the uh, Bell Let's Talk Day Mental Health. And now, more importantly, you know, dealing with mental health throughout this pandemic and the stresses and the anxiety that this has put on all of us around the world. This Bell Let's Talk Day started 10 years ago and it gives people the opportunity to, to reach out to the agencies out there that can help them. You know, and we also, what we want to do with this um, Let's Talk Day Mental Health is, you know, the, the stigma that is attached to mental health. Now... With people going through what they're going through, you know, in these times, in these hardships, you know, opening and closing 
businesses, people laid off, people who already were financially struggling are even in a deeper hole than what they were. Unable to pay rent. Unable to put food on the table. Keep the lights on. Keep the heat going. But here across Canada, and especially here in Ontario, during winter times, their lights and heat will not be affected. But they still have to pay their rent and they still have to buy food. And of course, it's become a real struggle. Mental health, whether people who are dealing with anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, bipolar, It's been probably a lot tougher these past couple years. Suicide has been on an increase throughout these past two years with the pandemic still raging on. But stigma and mental health issues and disorders. You know, imagine that you are somebody you know is dealing with a mental health issue. And as an added stressor, they're also dealing with stigma. And stigma represents a serious obstacle to people who are facing mental health injuries. Stigma affects people when they are ill when they seek treatment and are recuperating. Stigma is considered a mark of shame, disgrace, disapproval from others as well as directed towards oneself. Stigma is a form of discrimination that many people with mental health issues struggle with. Self-stigma occurs when an individual internalizes negative attitudes about their mental health resulting in acceptance of poor treatment by others, negative coping strategies, secrecy, and withdrawal. Now, what kind of an impact does this have on people? People struggling with mental health issues often suffer because of stigma and consequently they may feel rejected by family, friends, colleagues, and the community as a whole. And it has a negative impact on people with mental health issues in the following ways. They're less likely to seek treatment, are often not employed or underemployed.
discrimination in the workplace prevents them from reaching full, full professional and or personal potential. Diminish self-worth, increase isolation and hopelessness. Family members also impacted by sting, stigma by association. You know, it, it almost, you know, it would be like um, people who are not struggling with mental health issues and when you see somebody, you know, noticeably has a mental health issue, schizophrenia, you've probably seen it. Somebody just acting out in the middle of the street, throwing a fit. Yelling at people or just absolutely yelling at nothing. And when we're approaching somebody like, like that walking down the street, generally what happens is you're going to try to avoid that individual. You're going to cross the street. And you're going to be thinking to yourself, wow, that person really has a, really has a problem. You know, you might hear people saying, what an idiot. So this Bell Canada Let's Talk Day on mental health. You know, it raises money for mental health. <clears throat> you know, the five steps to stop stigma for the person with mental health issues. And this is why, you know, we have, you know, for the last decade, Let's Talk Day here in Canada. Talk about it. Start with your intimate circle of family and friends. And describe what it's like to have a mental health issue and the impact that it has on you. Beware of your body, beware of your language. Because words have meaning and reflect attitudes and beliefs. Be careful of the language you use that may self-stigmatize. If you speak of yourself in positive terms, you are setting an example for others to do the same. Thank you for joining. I'm your host, Doug from Ontario, Canada. Today here in Canada is, is Bell Let's Talk Day on mental health. And we're talking about the stigma that is attached to 
mental health. You know, and today we need this more than anything. Through all the trials and tribulations throughout this pandemic. And people, you know, staying, staying in silence. You know, when it comes to mental health with, 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 with men, you know, we're supposed to be the man. We're not to, we're not supposed to show our emotions. We don't share what's going on in our, in our minds. We keep it bottled up. A male doesn't want to bother talking to their significant other or friends, hanging out with their buddies about what they're experiencing. And that may be part of being afraid of the stigma. Women, on the other hand, you know, probably they more openly talk about it. Another thing that is here is normalize mental health. Talk about your mental health using an enology to physical health. One example is that if you have a broken leg, you seek treatment. The same goes for mental health issues. It's useful to create to to create a comparison between physical illness and mental health issues. Each requires treatment and support. and seek support and treatment. We have so many different types of agencies, health agencies throughout the province of Ontario and all across Canada. And most people who struggle with mental health require some sort of support and or treatment and reach out to trusted friend or family members to help you find the services you need if you are feeling overwhelmed. It will also help to have someone to be accountable to, to ensure that you are getting the help that you deserve. And become a mental health champion. Sorry about that folks. <laughs> Forgot to silence my phone. I'll do that in a second. Become a mental health champion. There's no better way to learn about the person's impact of mental health issues than to describe your own lived experiences. Discussing your treatment and recovery can provide hope for others. 
people already struggling with, with mental health issues and going through this pandemic, I can't imagine it must be very scary. People going through this pandemic who are generally healthy now experiencing some mental health issues, depression, anxiety. You know, people You know, going through these things, whether it's pre-pandemic or pandemic, it doesn't matter. When you're, when you're depressed and you're worrying all the time and your brain's just racing and you're tossing and turning all night. You know, worrying about how you're going to pay your rent. How you're going to keep food on the table. You know, even with two people in the family, they may have been in the situation that they were in the, they were in the hospitality industry. Which has been really struggling throughout this pandemic being the ones that they have to close their doors. Well, these big box stores reap in all the money and you're laid off for months on end. Yes, the Canadian government did send out money on a monthly basis, but as time went by, they scaled back these benefits. It wasn't the same amount of money. We had to deal, you know, with a, with a premier who was just bound and bent that he wasn't going to offer sick pay. And then he finally gave in. But it was only going to be three days. That was just an insult and a slap in the face. And I had to disagree with it. I really did. I mean, the federal government, you know, when we first initially went into the lockdown, you know, in 2020, in March, and anybody who was laid off due to, to uh, uh, due to, you know, COVID-19, we're getting $2,000 a month. But like I said, that was scaled back. You know, right now, 
you know, with the rent, uh, the rental uh, tribunals, you know, here in Ontario, they are only dealing with emergency evictions. And these are people who got behind on the rent throughout this pandemic. And I hope, you know, you know, dealing with, with the landlord and everything that they can come to some sort of uh, uh, reasonable repayment plan so people can still stay in their homes. And the anxiety that, you know, has been put upon people. It's got to be really difficult. Now, include others. Inclusion counteracts the shame and embarrassment that many people with mental health experience, including people in the family, workplace, and our community activities goes a long way to, br to bridging the gap. You know, and of course, like I said, become a, become a mental health champion. Become an advocate for others by participating in, in workplace or community-based mental health initiatives. Champion wellness by being a good role model of what is required to, to maintain positive mental health. January 26 of every year for the past 10 years has been Bell Canada Let's Talk Day on Mental Health. Like I can say to people who are struggling, don't be afraid to reach out and talk. Don't be afraid to reach out for help. And like I said earlier, yes, you know, suicide rates have been on an increase. And especially these last couple of years. We struggle in so many different ways, just as human beings going, channeling through our everyday lives. At some point in time in our lives, you know, we probably will feel depression. myself have gone through some state of depression 
but I sought help. You know, it gets, I mean, it gets so bad for people, ladies and gentlemen, that they get so depressed that they just can't do nothing. Can't do nothing for their families. Lying in bed and sleeping all day. Eventually just afraid to even go outside. Even afraid to to turn on the lights. It's very serious. Depression is very, very serious. And this why you know with, with Bell, let's talk day, and on social media platforms that they're on, and people can can discuss mental health, make a donation to mental health. You know, people don't, you know, people who've gone through life and they, they've never experienced anything, whether it's depression or anxiety. They don't know anybody who is bipolar, schizophrenia. They don't know anybody like that. So how do they, how do they look at it? How do they react when they see people and you, you, you physically see the mental health issues? People who are homeless are dealing with mental health issues. They're dealing with addiction. And so much more. They've probably even been dealing with sexual assault. This is why it's so important to even talk about stigma. For those who have never experienced it or even seen it or even knows anybody with mental health issues. Imagine you go to the doctor. I mean, you're experiencing something, you know, something's changing. You don't feel the same. You don't feel right. And after, you know, he sends you to some specialists and stuff like that, and, and they come up with, with, 
with something, you know, just, you know, maybe a bipolar disorder. Now you have a, now you have a label attached to you. And then how do you, how do you even react to that? Yeah, you found out that there's something wrong. Other things may start going through your mind. Am I going to be okay? What are people going to think about me? What are they going to say? Should I tell somebody? Am I embarrassed? Am I ashamed? All these things are probably going to be running through that person's mind. And then you have to start thinking, well, how am I even going to cope with this? Now I have a label. How am I even going to cope with this? That's why it's so important, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I mean, look at, I mean, there's been, you know, a lot of, a lot of famous people that you wouldn't even think that they had any issues, any mental health issues. Yeah, they went through treatment and really good treatment because they have the money. And then at the end of the day, they've committed suicide. You know, it's so important when, if you're, if you're sitting and talking to somebody and, you know, you, you, you feel that there's something amiss and then, you know, you start asking them, you know, are they okay? And, you know, what's going on? And they start slowly opening up a bit. And they just might blurt it out that they, you know, Contemplating suicide. Now, right away, you're going to be taken back by that. And it's something that now you're going to have to start throwing questions at them. And one important question is to ask them if they have the means 
a day, the time that they're going to do this. And if they answer yes to any of those questions, they have to go to the hospital right away. Even if they don't want to go to the hospital right, right away, you have a moral duty to make sure that they get there. Even if you're taking them yourself or you have to call the paramedics. And if they have the means, the day and the time, you can't abandon them. You can't just leave them and just thinking, no, it's not going to happen. And if they do get up and leave, you still have to notify the authorities. It's the humane thing to do. Mental health is very serious. Mental health issues is very, very serious. And this is why we do this, you know, every day. Or not every day, but every every year on January the 26th. But it shouldn't just, you know, end today. This conversation on mental health should carry on every single day. Even give yourself a mental health checkup. Even if you start experiencing, feeling something different. Even if you don't, maybe you, in, in your own mind, you're thinking, well, it's really nothing serious. You know, it'll pass. I'll get over it. This, you know, that's the time that, you know, reach out to colleagues, friends, or families about it. Your family doctor. Don't just let things idle away because eventually it'll just get away from you. things will progress. I get, I, you know, stressors, man, I get stressed. Sometimes I really do. I mean, I've been, you know, I probably have been, you know, more stressed probably now these last couple of years you know, going, going through this pandemic, you know, um, with elderly parents and worrying all the time. 
hoping and praying that, you know, they don't get COVID. And I try most of the time just to keep it at the back of my mind. But it's always there. So far, we've been pretty lucky. That it has nothing's happened to them so far. And like I said, you know, the other day on my show, you know, I'm not naive. You know, I haven't gone through this pandemic you know, telling myself that, you know, I don't worry about it. You're never going to get COVID. It wasn't that at all. It was a matter of when I was going to get COVID. And doing everything and doing everything out there that I can possibly do to protect myself. Wearing a mask, sanitizing my hands, getting the vaccine. And I know I'm not naive about that neither. And I know vaccines are not 100%. But taking every single step on a daily basis. You know, this Omicron variant going around, you know, people experienced symptoms, had more symptoms than others. Mine were like really mild, like not really mild. They were just mild. I mean, a really sore throat and a cough. Um, just, you know, congested, ears plugged. And I was positive for COVID. Where other people had the headache, they had the fever, they had the chills, they had the body aches, they had the diarrhea. All this stuff, sore throat, cough. But my biggest worry and and stressor going through this pandemic was worrying about my parents. And of course, you know, I have grandchildren. You know, they're back in school. And hopefully for the rest of the year, I don't know. Throughout the pandemic, you know, kids out of school, uh, out of school. And kids being out of school, I mean, you know, that interaction, you know, that, you know, what we humans need. And high school kids, 
you know, you went to high school. I went to high school. We had that high school experience. These last couple of years, I mean, kids, you know, who kids who started high school two years ago when uh, on the on, on, onset of this pandemic, unable to get that high school experience, you know, and still have that that human interaction that we need to have with one another. And the stressors that brings on. It's not just, you know, I mean, we look at, may look at children and you think children, you know, are resilient. They're going through feelings throughout this whole pandemic, just like the rest of us are. Teenagers, young adults, middle-aged, seniors. We're all experiencing some sort of stressor throughout this pandemic, all of us. And for some, it's a hell of a lot harder. And that's why when we're talking about mental health, is why it's so important to have an open discussion about it. We get people to open up about what they're experiencing and what they're feeling. You know, sometimes I get so worried and concerned, stuff like that, I get a headache. You know, just like everybody else, I'm just like everybody else who just, you know, wish we could just, you know, wake up tomorrow morning like this is all just a bad dream. But it's not. It's reality, and, and we're facing this head on. And I always said, and I've said on my shows too, I said, we all need to work together, all of us. But that's not happening. It's not. You know, last couple of shows, you know, um, you know, talking about um, this um, freedom convoy of trucks rolling across Canada to go to the capital, Ottawa, Ontario, to protest, not just the mandates on the vaccines, But the mandates on everything, 
mask wearing, the, vac the vaccine passports. Opening up the economy. All these things. Now lately, you know, things have been really escalating on social media. And it's not just about the truckers being mandated to be vaccinated in order to come back into Canada from going to the United States. That's basically, you know, that's, this is what it's going to be about. Now we have the far-right radical groups joining in. Somehow they think they're going to go to Ottawa and cause a riot. You know, the organizers of this huge movement you know they are also part of some radical group well but they're claiming that oh you know this is going to be peaceful they have a gofundme which has reached almost five million dollars and gofundme is withholding those funds for the time being until they get, you know, the language right, of meaning that, you know, how is this money gonna be used? I mean, if GoFundMe is not satisfied with the answer, GoFundMe will not release that money. Now, you know, over the course of time, you know, for the last year, you know, with these vaccines being out there. You know, 90% uh, of the uh, trucking industry is vaccinated. And what really irks me, and, 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 and you know, when it comes to people, you know, putting out this disinformation, not misinformation, disinformation. There's a difference between the two. And misinformation is something, you know, some pieces of the story missing. Disinformation is a straight up lie. Intentionally and to cause harm. 
And yes, mental health issues fall into this. You, you got you got people like Donald Trump Jr. weighing in on this. We've got people in government weighing on this and, and just pointing out disinformation. And, and the disinformation is that, you know, this is this is going to cause a huge shortage of food. Canadians are going to starve. You know, this is from the opposition parties. The Conservative Party. It's not going to cause that at all, ladies and gentlemen. Right now to this very day, there's a hundred thousand trucks crossing the border every single day. And that's about norm for this time of year. This freedom movement convoy with truckers and far-right radicals they're all anti-vaxxers. They had no intentions of getting a vaccine to begin with. Or they would have done so already. These truckers this convoy of truckers, they would have done so already. Like the 90% of us out there in the trucking industry has done so already. So does it even make sense? I mean, you had you had no intentions of getting the vaccine already. So when the government mandates that truckers get vaccinated, all of a sudden they all get pissed off? These truckers who weren't going to get vaccinated in the first place, all of a sudden now they're pissed off because the government has mandated it? What the hell is that all about? Spewing out this disinformation and, and, you know, people already dealing with mental health issues, you know, is latching on to this. And they even become more frightened. And when politicians and people who don't even live in this country, you go protest in your own country, you do your own damn thing. 
What's going on here in Canada really, frankly, is none of your is none of their business. Like Donald Trump Jr. He's got the same brain and the same mentality as his father. You know, egging on these protesters, egging on the far-right extremists. Oh, they like to see it being like the January 6th in Washington, D.C. Police agencies and other agencies have been speaking with the people who have put this together. And they've been forewarned. Now look, I mean, what happened on January the 6th of last year, you know, you know, majority of Americans disapproved of it. And so will Canadians. See, protesting, having rallies, you know, about something is part of democracy. But it has to be done in a peaceful and respectful manner. Because in this case, they're protesting about rule of law. So then respect the rule of law. We'll see what happens. You know, today's only Wednesday and they're probably by Saturday, they should be in Ottawa. Of any, any sign of trouble or violence. You know, even our military would be on standby. And they, and they will be already there. won't have to wait for them to show up. The military will already be there. And with all the police agencies as well. And I've said to people, I said, if you're going to protest, you know, you protest peacefully. 
you know, one big movement, you know, recently in the United States was Black Lives Matters. And the protests went on with that. Majority of the time it was peaceful. But you just, you can't, I mean, you can't just, you know, if you want, you know, rule of law, then you have to respect it. But unfortunately, there's just people who, who go to these, these big turnouts, these big rallies, they're there for one purpose, one purpose only, and that's to cause damage, to cause bodily harm. Burning down businesses in your neighborhood is going to do you no good. And why would you do that anyways? Why would you destroy your neighborhood? When it comes to protests like these, you know, we've seen it. We've seen the protests, you know, all over the world about about vaccines and the mandates and you know, everything that's going on. You know, a lot of them, you know, have been peaceful. We've had them here in the city of London where I reside in our downtown core. People go out and and, and protest, you know, the stay-at-home orders, you know, um, business shutdown, all that sort of stuff. And all apart, they've all been peaceful. People marching down the streets in Montreal. Being peaceful, just marching down the street. Displaying that they're upset. You know, because... That province there in in in, uh, in Quebec or the province of Quebec, you know, proof of vaccination. You know, to go into big box stores, even Walmart, the liquor stores in the in the cannabis stores, proof of vaccination. Of course. Movie theaters and gyms, casinos, sporting events. Proof of vaccination. And then people think that they're, they're just being punished because they're not vaccinated. Well, that's not the case. Unfortunately, that's how they feel. And all I can say to these people, you know, in in this freedom convoy across Canada, I have nothing against protests. But when protest turns to violence, you're going to piss off a whole lot of people. And the other thing that they're waiting to to find out is that, of course, you know, the vaccinated out there, the vaccinated people out there, 
you know, they're going to show up too. And there may be a conflict. It probably will be. You know, and, you know, along their way, you know, the other thing, though, too, ladies, along the, along their route and, you know, the spectators out there watching them go by, you know, putting out all this disinformation. Like I say, people who are dealing with mental health issues already. And having all this weight on top of their shoulders with this pandemic. They hear and they see. And it's putting a lot more stressors on people who are dealing with mental health issues. And this disinformation needs to stop. It really does. It really needs to stop. People putting out this this disinformation, you know, they need uh, a real a reality check. It's dangerous, and it's harmful. And we need to stand up about that. We need to stand up about that, about disinformation. It needs to stop. And when I hear politicians saying that, you know, oh, if you mandate vaccines on truckers, the store shelves are going to become empty and and Canadians are going to starve. And you throw... You know, the fear-mongering is just absolutely ridiculous. That needs to stop. And what's really going to empty the shelves in your grocery stores is panic shopping. Which, by the way, is unnecessary. I was on my show last night and and with the uh, um, the largest food chain supermarket in this country. Well, the food is going to be on the shelves. May look depleted here and there. Storms that we've had has wreaked havoc on supply chains. The the supply chains have already been really tough even before the government putting mandates on vaccines. 
people off sick. Right across every sector. Shortage of staff. Is, ca is causing some of these shortages. Not the mandate on vaccines for truckers. But this freedom rally or this freedom movement, whatever they want to call it, this freedom convoy, whatever they want to call it, they've got one problem with this. Hypothetically speaking, if the Canadian government said, okay, you know what? We'll just move back the timeline. And, you know, we'll, we'll say uh, March, by the end of March, we'll give you to the end of March to get vaccinated. But they have one problem. The United States. Because the United States has mandated on all foreign nationals entering the United States must be vaccinated. And that includes truckers because they're, they're no different than, than you and I, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a trucker. We're no different. This freedom convoy, this freedom rally will be all for naught. Because that mandate on foreign nationals going into the United States came into effect January the 22nd. Unless the Homeland Security Joe Biden decides to lift that, which is not going to happen. Canada has the same thing. For any foreign national coming into Canada, you have to show proof of vaccination. There are other countries around the world as well. This freedom convoy, this freedom rally, whatever is like that, is going to be all for naught, ladies and gentlemen. Even if the government of Canada turned around, like I said, even if they turned around and, and rolled it back a couple months, nothing has changed on the other side of the border. These truckers who are not vaccinated and had no intentions of getting vaccinated still won't be able to cross into the United States. That's a big hurdle. That's not going to change. Not right now. But the other thing that they've done 
And like I said, these, these organizers, you know, they're part of a movement, a far right movement as it is. And then bring in other groups. Usually these other groups, these other radical groups, they don't get along with one another. But they're all joined together. Really, uh, this is really unfortunate because they're not going to accomplish anything. Nothing. They can go there, say their peace. Some even said they're going to stay there until the government changes their mind. Well, go ahead. But that's not going to happen. And so when all this disinformation keeps putting out there and, you know, these organizers are being no help, you know, because now it's all about their liberties and freedoms. Your liberties and freedoms have been stolen. We just take it for granted, right? We just take our liberties and freedoms for granted. You take your life for granted. It's like you can go about be, being destructive and run out in front of traffic and run out in front of a transport truck and get back up the next day and say, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's not how life works, ladies and gentlemen. You got one life. You abuse it, you lose it. What we have here, ladies and gentlemen, are called restrictions. Restrictions. When someone takes away your freedoms and your liberties, that's North Korea, that's China, that's Russia. If these people think they got it so bad here, go live in those places. Go live in North Korea, go live in China. And then speak out to those governments about your liberties and freedoms and you will disappear. Never to be seen again. Your liberties and freedoms have not been taken away from you. They've been restricted. Yeah, we don't like it. 
But that's the way it is. You know, they did the same thing in 1917 to 1920. They did the same thing. They closed the schools. They closed businesses. They stopped gatherings. They did the same thing. And here we are, this is a little over a hundred years later, a hundred and two years later. Here we are in a pandemic. But back in 1917, you know, 1918 to 1920, they were going up Schitt's Creek without a paddle. And that's all they could do. That's all they could try to do. Was close the schools, close businesses down. They went, they even went as far in some parts of the world and even in the United States that you could not walk out of your house and walk down the street without a mask on. You know, vaccines didn't come out until around 1940. You know, corporations, healthcare, even the big three automakers, Toyota and the rest of them, have mandated policies in the workplace that you're to be vaccinated. So don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, don't worry. You know, you're not going to run out of food. You're not going to starve. You know, if 10% of the trucking industry, they don't want to work. They're anti-vaxxers. They don't care about you. They don't care about their own families. The 90% of the truckers out there who are vaccinated do care about you. They care about themselves and their families. That's why each and every day, so at this time of year, over 100,000 trucks are still crossing the borders between Canada and the United States. Sorry, but I missed you there.
I saw you flashing, but I missed you. And like I said, all this disinformation tied to all this. The harm that it's doing. It's just ridiculous. Hi, Turka. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Sorry I missed you there the first time. No, no, Trucker, do you remember me? Just my previous name was Praveen. Uh, that's, uh, my previous account was blocked. I don't know. Just uh, from Yesterday also I was trying to call you, but the calling button was not working. Uh, they don't have the access to call. Oh, okay. I don't know what the reason they have blocked me. Yes, I created a new account for this Podbean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. So um, where are you calling from? I already mentioned that I'm from India. I already oh, have spoke okay. to you. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I remember you now. I, you said that you are a Canadian trucker. Yes. Uh, how is your health? Is, is good? Uh, you tested uh, positive on the day. You said that. Yes, I'm fine. I recovered. Uh -huh. Yes, I was prayed to God that you have to recover early. Yes, I was prayed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I recovered well. So, but um, I don't know. I mean, if you if you watch the world news or whatever what's going on here in Canada with the uh, uh, the freedom convoy of truckers no. and other people uh, driving across country to go to the capital to protest mm. against the mandates and their liberties and freedoms and the vaccines and all kinds of stuff. So that's what's, that's what's happening. Um, that's what's happening here anyways. So, you know, and I was talking earlier about, you know, about protesting yes. that, you know, um, that, you know, there is the rule of law to be respectful and not being destructive and not harming others or damaging property. I'm sorry, I lost the caller, but that's okay. What else could be happening today? I had a long day and it shouldn't have been a long day. But um, yeah, he, I, I do remember him. He did call in before and this has happened before. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, um, anyways. So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, I'll leave it here. And I did want to, you know, get out here and talk about, you know, this uh, Let's Talk Day, Mental Health Day. And uh, yeah, you know, this 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 pandemic and and um, disinformation pull out there all ties in, in, in with people who have mental health and into all of us. You know. So. Like I said, that, that sort of stuff needs to stop. So anyways, take care, ladies and gentlemen. Have yourself um, a, the rest of the evening, or maybe it's already morning for you. It is 10.53 p.m. here in southern Ontario, Canada. And um, yeah, I'm going to sleep soon. I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning and trek back into work and
going to the big city of Toronto and do deliveries and pickups all day. So, be good. Stay out of trouble. And be safe. And thank you for joining me here on the Truckers Podcast. I appreciate you. And, um, yeah, with this mental health, with this mental health day here in Canada on January the 26th, make mental health day every day and talk about it. Take care and thank you. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast. Thank you and good night.